Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Auf den Unusual F Pod. Ich bin Megan Smith und es heute mit mir. Oh, whoa, was that meant to be and you are? Because I really haven't been keeping up with my German Duolingo. Today you you're saying, with... how are you? I don't know. <laughs> I want it to be confusing, like German. Okay. Well, I'm going to take this as and you are. And I am, today, I am Kirsten Schlewitz, because that would be how it's pronounced in Germany. And I would also like to note that it's a horrible nerve pain day for me, so I am on a, a lot of lidocaine, topical, and then a lot of whiskey, which is obviously not topical. This will be a fun one. And now we have our special guest. My name is October, and I'm really happy to be here. This is my first pod. Yay! So I'm ready to um, <laughs> I'm ready to talk about the Bundesliga and everything that makes me love it, and the crackhead energy that is this league. I don't, I feel like for once I'm going to be like the pulled back one, and I love the Bundesliga, but I'll let you guys take it. Well, I was thinking a good intro would be wait, our wait, little... Wait, not just intro? Wasn't that intro... right? Segue. <laughs> intro a good segue. All right. <laughs> would be how we first kind of found the Bundesliga. Like, what made it stand out to us? Um, I know we've kind of told that story, but October hasn't. So we can let her go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, is my connection going through? Because it's kind of being spotty right now for um for the Bundesliga for me I think when I really truly fell in love with it was in 2010 so we're going we're going into my ninth season with the Bundesliga now and mainly I, I made the mistake of falling in love with the national team first and foremost so all I've ever cared about is like what's best for the national team and how is this going to who, who's who's playing well enough to make it to the national level to further the German national team? Um, so I, I love, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I love watching almost any game, any team. I, but I think what I loved about Germany in comparison to other leagues is that it's just so full of chaos almost all the time it's almost like literally anything can happen um a lot of people say it's a it's a one horse race you know Bayern is is the top but I think that they've shown over the last few seasons and Dortmund has definitely shown that that is certainly not the case currently Bayern's sitting what seventh eighth on the table it's well, I know it's, it's the first match. game <laughs> yeah it's been I know it's been one game but it's still, it's still pretty, it pretty much shows that anything is possible with each matchup that happens. 
Does somebody have ice in their glass? Do you hear a clinking sound? Yeah, I hear a clinking sound. Yeah, it's my fan. I will go turn that off. <laughs> okay. We'll just keep that in because eh, it's it's life, right? Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll go next. And I don't really remember when I came to the Bundesliga. I think, oh, she came back with a liver blanket. Let's all roll our eyes or Picking her off. Um, it's over. I think it was um, 2013 when it was that Bayern versus Dortmund final. And, uh, you know, all the hipsters were going in for Dortmund. So I thought I was going to be a Dortmund fan. And then I was like, no fun. I don't want to be the same as everyone else. So when I moved to Montenegro and started hanging out with a Gladbach fan, I was like, oh, Russia? Oh, Russia? Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll just switch here. And I moved to Gladbach. And I think at that time it didn't even have anything to do with Torgan. Because I remember when I was in Venice in like 2015 or something. And my friend Jack and I were compiling a list of them. I think it was the most attractive players. Uh, he met, He mentioned Torgan and I was like, really? I don't think he's that cute. And then the next season, I was all over him. <laughs> I was all Stindl before that. Now I'm, now I'm back to Stindl because uh, Torgan is a little traitor. And it was really so difficult to see him this weekend in yellow. It does not flatter his complexion. Yeah, it's not good. And funny thing about Stindl is um, one of my friends is blocked by him on Twitter, and she's still bitter about it. She's <laughs> she like she checked the other day. She was like, "I'm it's still blocked, Brittany, and it? I just need to know." It's not. Brittany, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Brittany being blocked by him, and she like two years ago was like, "Don't do anything to piss him off because he will absolutely block you." That's a new pod we need to do. That'll be a future episode, like our best blocks on Twitter. Alexi Lala's right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I have any yet. I got to work harder on the stocking. So, Megan, <laughs> Megan, over to you and your team that everyone hates. Uh, I don't know what team everybody hates. I mean, that there's the Bayern team. <laughs> Would you like us to fill in the blanks here? That one that in Munich isn't too great. Um, that one... Mm, wait, wait, yeah. wait. October didn't actually... Speaking of Bayern Munich, she oh. didn't actually state her teams. <laughs> okay, so my relationship with the Bundesliga is weird because I constantly thought about, you know, what's best for the national team. Yeah, my dad's team... Part. Yeah, my dad's team and basically my whole family's team is Bayern. They love Schweinsteiger. They love Lom. I get it. I love both of them as well, um, but I really enjoyed watching Bremen, you know, in my first couple of seasons, and I, I do enjoy watching uh, Kwon as well, yeah. um, but but for me, but for me, for it's Bremen. Um, actually, the first time I ever went to Germany, I went to the Werder Bremen um, Day of Fans, and I got to, I sat in line for three hours in shorts in the freezing cold in northern Germany. Mm-hmm. Had no, I, from the south, I don't think anywhere is going to be cold in the yeah. summer. Um, <laughs> but I met Tim Borowski, I met Pamela Zacher, I met Claudio Pizarro, and it was and just a fantastic. And you Marco Maron. 
I'm. He was in the other. There were two lines, okay. And one line had Marco, and one line had, had Pizarro. Polo? Sorry, I. And <laughs> no, that was that was funny. Um, so I I went with Mertesacker and Borowski, and because I remember watching Borowski in the 2006 World Cup. And I was really sad he wasn't at 2010, and I wanted to talk to Pizarro about the Copa America. So that's why I went oh through there. Legit. I'm determined to meet Marco after our training session sometime, though, and get you that autograph you should have had all those years ago. Please do. I still have my Pizarro out. somewhere. Oh, Kelly would be so, our designer, Kelly Jimenez, she would be so, so jealous of that one. Okay. Megan, go. Um, I was actually a lot like October when I first started watching the Bundesliga, um, which I think I said before, it was national team first, and so I would have match days where I had like four streams going, totally legal, remember, we only support legal streaming. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously. <laughs> and and so was I would have supported like, by Monistat. Anyway, continue. True, yeah. Um, so I would like have my screen blocked off into fours with different streams going um, to watch everything and try it to keep like an eye on it. It was like your own conference. It was. And that's why I love conference so much. Oh, I wish they do it every week. Should we explain to non-Bundesliga fans what conference is? Conference is, um, oh, what do we call it in English? There's a word for it. It's boxes just split screen I know. it's more than that. no. I know, because I was trying to think simulcast, and that's not right e either. No. Because um, it actually... focuses on, like, one game, and then it cuts into yeah. all the goals. So it basically cuts through, like, the interesting things that are happening. Um, goals, uh, cards. Penalties. Anything. Fights. Yeah. yeah, fights. I had a few of those in, in the game. And, it's, and they do it every year at the end of the season with all of the teams that are still either in contention to go to Europe or in contention to go down. So I think this year there were seven games that they were. I know my team was in the main game featured. Yeah. We had the last game. so And we are. Uh, we, <laughs> we are the incredible, amazing Historic. <laughs> Historic. Let's say that without laughing. I don't know if I can. Oh, and I will honestly admit the first time I tried Red Bull was literally in Germany after the game in Ingolstadt. Did and you I was add like, vodka? No, which was upsetting because yeah. I couldn't get that in the train station. Well, I probably could have somewhere. You, but yeah, you probably yeah. could. I don't think you were looking hard enough. No. Oh. Yeah, um, you, how could you not get alcohol in a train station in Germany? I it was well, Ingolstadt is not a good city. Sorry to any Ingolstadt fans who may listen to, <laughs> but you were like one Ingolstadt listener, <laughs> and they're like, "I'm done with this. It's over." You are an incredibly boring city, especially on a Sunday when everything is closed, um, and it's really annoying to be an away fan, especially of the most hated team in you Germany. Really need the alcohol too. It is. I was so upset because I had to sit on that bus after the game where they won and got promoted and were invading the pitch and throwing flares at us um, and listen to them talk about how the best divers should win <laughs> because because that was the whole thing was there were a couple of bad calls. Wait, what year was that? Um, 2014, 2015. 
if what? the best divers should win, then Neymar would have a World Cup by now, wouldn't he? I think it only applies in Germany to them. Yeah. Which is really funny because then everybody hated on Timo Werner for his dive against Schalke. How can I you hate anything, anybody for doing anything against Schalke? Because Schalke is just going to mess it up on their own anyway. Solid point. I like how we're just throwing out random German <laughs> trivia like everyone's going to know what we're talking about. Schalke, didn't I do a Bundesliga intro? Uh, yes, I that think was like so. First did, podcast. did we say that Schalke are the Spurs of of Germany? Probably not because Jesse was on. So, <laughs> <laughs> basically, to say to Schalke it up is to say that's yeah. so Spursy. Which, by the way, can I say, men and blazers did not invent. And if one more person tweets that into the unusual efforts timeline, I'm going to block them. Men and Blazers did not invent that so Spursy. I don't I don't know if you've ever heard, and I say this with one of my best friends is a hardcore Shaka fan, um, but one of Shaka's nicknames is Shaisa Novia. Which is like what? New Spurs? It, um, it means yeah, it means shit 04 instead of Shaka 04. <laughs> so. What place did they finish last season? Like, 13th or something. It was like, they're in Champions League and they're in a relegation battle. Almost, yeah. essentially. And to be fair, there are a lot of good German names like that. Like, Leverkusen is Neverkusen. Germans are just a lot better on shit-talking, I have to say. And their they, social media certainly <laughs> is. Yeah. I mean, I think that was one of the most interesting things is watching the development. Like, obviously, is Leipzig is not a historic team. And I started following when they were in the second division. I actually used to own the handle that they use for their English account now. Did they pay you uh, for it? No. Oh. I was a You should have held out. I really okay. should have. So last season, Shaka finished um, on in the 14th place. So I was close. So they barely scraped by. But Werder Bremen finished eighth. Nice. <laughs> Which Wait, is wasn't that mirror. right below us? That was right below Eintracht Frankfurt, Wolfsburg in sixth, Gladbach in fifth. Because I remember it was like the reason our game was showing because Gladbach could have gone into the Champions League, but they also could have completely dropped out of Europe, as could Eintracht. It was all just such a mess, which is why following Bundesliga is more than just about being like, ah. Oh, Bayern Munich's going to win it all again. Um, and that was something we were talking about before podcast, uh, before we started recording, um, which was like, for example, in the 2014-2015 season, um, there was a game at the end of the season where Bayern were away at Freiburg, and that should have, by all, I would say, like by all analyst standards, that should have been an easy game at the time, and they lost 2-1. to one. Yeah, and so it's just amazing to see. And then also, because I happened to be in Munich on that game day, um, <laughs> and my friend was wearing her Bayern jersey, and we were walking on the train back to Salzburg. Um, like, we were walking down trying to find a seat, and there were a bunch of 1860 fans uh, shit-talking us. As I said, best shit-talkers. Deserve it completely. 
And then I started chanting Deutscher Abstiegmeister to them, and we almost got kicked off the train. Don't don't be like I don't know if you saw that video of, this, of it came out of England so sorry that I'm bringing up England but um Does this guy started singing Liverpool no okay no, um, this guy started singing like Chelsea chants on a train and as soon as the doors open somebody pushed him off the train his girlfriend's like what the fuck did you do that for like guy wouldn't shut up he deserved it totally. Just like that's why I purposely in English shot hid my Leipzig kit because I didn't want to get kicked off the train or the bus. That's why and no one in Belgrade <laughs> ever wears their colors to a game like that. And I think it's really one of like the special kind of things. I really think the fans are make so much of the Bundesliga. I know we always say that like about every league, but no, um, we, we definitely don't say uh, it about Italy. True. Anyway, <laughs> that's continue. True. Because so many people, like, it's a part of who they are because of how the clubs were formed. Yeah, should we talk about the 50 plus one? I don't, have we explained that to our listeners? I thought we did when I first talked about Leipzig, but. Yeah, that's quite possible. At least explain why they're so connected to their club. So the the clubs have to be majority owned by the fans. Unlike, well, and then you have your situation in Leipzig where fan uh, or official members of the club can only be Red Bull employees, um, and there are 12 of them. Which <laughs> and that is was, why everyone hates on Leipzig. Yeah. And I completely agree. They opened up, they started opening up the path to becoming a member of the club, but it's really hard. But that's the other thing is where in Leipzig you see some amazing supporters groups, and I know a lot of teams have amazing supporters groups, but... Um, because they're coming from an area that was deprived of Bundesliga soccer for so long, but yet still has a history there, they were able to come together and kind of make the club their own thing rather than what Red Bull wanted. So um, Leipzig were successful before the division of Germany, correct? Yes. And then that happened and East Germany fell apart, and that's why we see so few from East Germany in the Bundesliga. Yeah, it's kind of like, obviously, women's soccer is a completely different deal, but it's similar to that in that the East German League was so controlled by the state, you weren't going to get the same competition and the same development happening. And then also there was the push by the state to to go in more like um, individualistic. Yeah, like gymnastics. Gymnastics, yeah. Because it was like, oh, we can put this person on a pedestal as the perfect socialist citizen because of this and this and this and team sports are a lot more difficult to number one win like you have a lot more like it's it's not all on one person it's not you can't say this one person put in the most work and trained the hardest and that's why they won and that's also exemplifies our values as a country yeah that's kind of odd because Yugoslavia didn't do that at all like, they were most successful when they were Yugoslavia. But, anyway, subject for another time, we're talking about <laughs> Germany. It's the whiskey uh, talking, sorry. Yeah. Well, I did a comparative um, example of soccer in China. And okay, I thought you were going to say Germany and <laughs> Yugoslavia, and I was like, I want to no. read that right now. 
No, um, I actually didn't get good marks on my presentation because the professor said I laughed too much. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're not laughing at all right now. I don't know where we could get that idea. Yes. And I wasn't even drinking beer during my presentation, so... Everyone who can't see this, because we always record with video, it's almost like Megan is shilling for a product, because whenever she talks, her beer can is out in front of her with, like, the <laughs> label completely facing us. Like, here you go. Would you like to uh, drink this beer that I'm not... My video isn't great at showing, but it's it Urban appears... Chestnut. It's always Urban Chestnut. <laughs> Urban Chestnut, see? There's another sponsor. We're sponsored by Urban <laughs> Chestnut and Monistat. Excellent. I mean, I don't know. They show Bundesliga games every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a German. Um, the brewer. It's an independent brewery in St. Louis, and the brewer's from near Munich. So, and they actually have a brewery in Germany. Well, it's, I bet they have a Twitter unlike Monistat, so we could they tweet at them and say that we are publicizing their beer. Exactly. And they make a special beer for the um, soccer team, our USL team. So I have that can somewhere. But <laughs> I'm just going to – I could do an entire podcast about Urban Chestnut, but that's a different pod. Man, they should pay you for it very well. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're selling me on it. And I don't even drink beer, so. Come to St. Louis, I will treat you. And they have really good food, too. There you go. Give her some non-gluten food. Yes. They, they have that. Because they're one of, and they're also all locally sourced. Why am I still talking about Urban Chestnut? Because we're going to get Urban, hey, Urban <laughs> Chestnut, we could use a little bit of money just to give us enough to pay Megan to do more social media. That would be so little. And we will talk about you all the time. I will go to every SPLFC game and show off your beer at the games on our social media. We will end every tweet with <laughs> drink Urban Chestnut. And every pod, every podcast will begin with, this podcast is sponsored by Urban Chestnut. And it was. <laughs> and, my- <laughs> and we still need a sign-off. So our sign-off will sure. just be... All right, everyone, open your Urban Chestnut beers now. This is glorious. We're going to rejuvenate the entire St. Louis economy. More than the (laughs) MLS team is going to do, purely by getting Urban Chestnut shipped across the country, because we have that much reach. Yes, all of our listeners or something. (laughs) It's a very convincing pitch, just like the Leipzig fans have been very convincing in making the team their own and integrating the thousands. That was an incredible segue. Wow. Yes, but Megan, where are we going from there? Wasn't there um, Hanover last year in their relegation battle because they would get relegated the year that I am interviewing to move to Hanover, um, making me have to travel? How dare they? Yeah, but second division games are cheaper. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're just as wild too. But the thing is that Hanover was also going through a battle um, with that because their board president, I think, wanted to take away the fifty plus one rule Bundesliga wide, and even oh. Munich fans, yeah, like they were doing protests and they were like, "This is what's going to happen if you 
you know, this is what's going to If you take that away from us, we're going to be as silent as possible during your games. You're not going to get the support that you deserve from us because we have an investment in this team and you're taking it away. Plus, nobody's going to support Hanover because they've been boring as fuck for like, what, six, six seven seasons? They're yeah. pretty much the yeah. most boring team to watch. So Yeah, so maybe this will light a fire. Maybe. I was just going <laughs> to tell everyone don't uh, pick Hanover as your second division team. I will say that in 2011, their second team is incredibly was incredibly like full of sweet guys. Why was so. that October? How do you have a story about that? Um yeah, so I went to um a Hanover beer festival in late July, early August with my friend Yulia and her friend, I think her name was Sabrina. It's it's been eight years. Um, yeah, I only keep Sabrina's in touch. Sabrina's probably not listening anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I only keep in touch with Yulia, but we were there and we were all speaking English because obviously I am an American and my German, like I'm just not that confident with it. Um, and we were drinking because it's a festival. And, you know, these guys kind of shuffled over to us and they were like, hey, we don't mean to alarm you, but there has been this guy staring at you and kind of like following you around all night and and we're kind of worried about it and would you mind if we stayed with you and and we were like um sure and the train station was not that far either because it was outside of the stadium i think and anyway we ended up drinking with it over 96 second team and they, they told us and they're like yeah we're not that good. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's something you should say. Because um, before that, it had been until this time. Yeah. Um, they have they have this drink, actually, called Lutyalaga. And it sounds horrible. And even when it's described, it sounds horrible. But it's a shot of beer that you hold um, between your thumb and your forefinger and then you hold a tinier shot of schnapps between your forefinger and your middle finger and then you take the shot and and as you're drinking the beer the schnapps is trickling into the beer <laughs> oh kirsten's gonna try it now. yeah and it, it was i need another shot glass <laughs> our our newest Insta story is going to be her um, attempting <laughs> this drink. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can do it because October can't drink beer anymore. I'm going to try that. I've got Portland has a brewery now that's solely German focused type beer. So I've got one of them in the fridge. I can put that in the tiny shot glass. And I've got Rakia, which is schnapps essentially. Yeah, and also much like Urban Chestnut, it is a German for good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, order yourself some Urban Chestnut. Chestnut. Have it, have it shipped. Ask them to include a small bottle of schnapps, and you are ready to go. Maybe we could try. It. Maybe I should go to the bar there and ask them for it. <laughs> you should. If there's okay. anything like the Bosnian bar that used to be in Portland, they might keep a like sort of illegal bottle of like German imported schnapps yeah. under the table where you just have to like know the password to get them to do it. The uh, problem I had once with that is somebody gave me a bottle of homemade rakia and when you do that it's in like a water bottle. 
and it was I was drinking beer and the bottle of water was sitting right there and I got thirsty so I opened it and I took a big swig and then it was Rakia and <laughs> because also for you they have a Berliner Weisse and they have various syrups seasonally okay. and try that I was going to say, so you can come and we'll do the uh, USL game, and um, I will show you where they're going to try to build a stadium and probably not do well. Uh, <laughs> I just don't understand why they're building a stadium when you've got, like, three abandoned and unused stadiums in the city already. It just makes no sense to me. one where I was almost born. Oh, wow. Which one? I was almost born at uh, Bush Stadium. Oh, uh, but that would be the other Bush Stadium. The older, yes, the yeah. older one. My father, who is a pastor, his seminary graduation party was at Bush Stadium in a box. And my mother was eight months pregnant, and they did not have escalators at that time. <gasps> oh, and no. And poor woman had to walk all the way up to the box. And then oh. I decided I wanted to come out the next day. Yeah. It was probably the St. Louis Air. I, my parents say that's why I'm a sports fan is because I just really wanted to catch the game. <laughs> well, to bring all of that back to Germany, <laughs> a large Wait, um, part of... Wouldn't Anheuser-Busch bring it back to Germany? Yeah, but I really don't like their beer. <laughs> yeah. But they're not German. They're not owned by Germany anymore. Anyway, yeah. continue. And also, um, but we do like them... Because Budweiser is sponsoring the NWFL. Mm. So, of course, we're all happy about that. Of course, yes. Throw, but, yeah, they also have a Budweiser, um, what's it called? Uh, like, private area at the USL sports complex. I can't think of English words now. Uh, Excellent. Just speak in German. <laughs> and, and we'll just kind of take a guess about, you'll just say a team name, and we'll just be like, yeah, no, we get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll go well. Um... <laughs> Wait, where, how were you leading from Bush Stadium to something back to Germany? Um, I was going to try to say that we, the German immigrants, played a big role in the development of the club system of soccer in St. Louis. Oh, in St. Louis. I was going to say, I thought it was like the Jewish immigrants in like the beginning over in New York, but I don't know about the St. Louis. Uh, yeah, it was sense. just like... Um, they brought over the Turnverein system, which is the club system of gymnastics that followed Friedrich Jahn's um, philosophies about um, healthiness and wellness and all of these things you need to do to attain being a good and healthy person that also then translated into being patriotic that was then used by the nationalists. Uh, and is now <laughs> being used by the nationalists. Yeah. Jobs. So they developed clubs of starting with gymnastics in Germany, um, the Turnverein, and you can still see that in a lot of German clubs' names today. Like um, TSG Hoffenheim is Turn and Sportgemeinschaft, which is um, gymnastics and sports. You know collect- Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I have had a lot of whiskey. Um, what we should include with this podcast is the list of the German club's hashtags. That has been the most confusing thing to me about following the Bundesliga. It's like, wait, why the hell is Frankfurt like 
SVG or something weird like that. It, it, they look like they have nothing to do. Some of them look like they have nothing to do with the club. That's actually, I think, one of the most interesting things when I started, like, learning more German and more history about the culture is how much, like, that little beginning can tell you about the history of the club, mm -hmm. which is kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, like, Schalke began as, like, the coal miners club mm -hmm. um, in Gelsenkirchen, and um, you can see that in a lot of other clubs. I'm Tennis Borussia Berlin, originally a tennis club, and then they started doing soccer, and then were really awesome, even though they're not in the top division. I highly suggest if you ever have the chance to attend a game, go to that. Hey, can you uh, can you explain why there are so many Boros? It is a, it's something Prussian. Like, it has yeah, a really okay. weird um, origin that, I have a book about the Bundesliga from the 50th anniversary that tried to explain it. Is and it in German? <laughs> That's why Damn I'm it. also having trouble. <laughs> it was from Elfreund, actually. Um, but they, which is a soccer magazine in Germany, for those who are not used to following that. Um, but yeah, it's basically like a certain Prussian word that they use to talk about groups, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. So um, I'm trying to think of some other cool names. Voda Bremen's hashtag is um, SVW because there is Sportverein yeah. Voda Bremen. Yes, I always forget that one. And uh, Wolfsburg, which I confused with Werder this weekend because it was far too early and I'm not used to getting up for the foosball yet. Um, but I think theirs is something weird too, which is a it's little strange. <laughs> It's VWL, I think. And uh, Hoffenheim's is just TSG. TSG. Yeah, that's what that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. The Turn and Schwarzgemeinschaft. But nobody like it took me what five years to remember that that is the hashtag for Hoffenheim because it it makes no sense to English speakers. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they should cater to us. I'm just saying that that's one of the things that makes it difficult for an English speaker coming into the league to understand. And I think that's why um, a lot of people don't try to get into the Bundesliga. Well, especially like where where I am, a lot of the, the soccer fans I know are like, oh yeah, no, like I, I like the English Premier League because I can understand it. Or I like the Spanish La Liga because we have a lot of Spanish speakers where I live. Um, everybody is a Barcelona fan, but I guess it's better than the alternative. Hey, so. hey, Barcelona <laughs> or Real Madrid, temporarily at least. <laughs> I... I don't really care about La Liga either way. I just like that I can look at Eden Hazard um, with no guilt or shame. What team now? He's on Real Madrid. I have, I have no shame. I watch Real Madrid games then why just did you to watch just Hazard. try to say it's better than the alternative? Be because there's like this whole thing with here and people are like, oh, I support Barcelona because I'm not going to support the Colonizer Club. Okay, yeah. See, before my whole thing was I wasn't going to support Real Madrid because of Voldemort, but uh, then I was like, well, the other Hazard went there and Jovic went there, so I should probably pay attention, but yeah. never really I don't, thought I don't, of it that way. I don't, 
And it's so funny. My friend who is a Schalke fan is also a Real Madrid fan. And it's such a weird intersection of clubs for me. Every time she talks about it, I'm just like, they just seem like they're different to me. Yeah. Um, but You've got one who is royalty and one who are working class miners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I just, the heart wants what the heart wants. Apparently it does. Anybody so. know what my club? I, I really haven't even researched what. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're working class, but I don't know if they have like some kind of affiliation or anything like that. <laughs> October is looking at her phone. I don't know much about them. I'm going to be honest. Um, I was going to make a joke that maybe they're all horse farmers. Or... <laughs> <laughs> at least we but... have an easy to understand nickname, which Bonnie... is, is better than what hey hey boy or whatever. How yeah, do you say that? That's true. You don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> funny story relating to the horse. <laughs> I don't know how many people have read um, Tour by Uli Hessa. It's an English um, history. Oh, of- yeah. I did not care for it very much, but continue. But okay. Oh. Sorry. Interesting. So, Borussia is just a Latinized form of, of the word Prussia. So. Okay. And um, it looks like it looks like Mönchengladbach was started because a bunch of players for um, the sports club Germania got pissed off, said "fuck this," and started their own their own team. They were like, "We're, we're going to play by our rules now." Okay. But haha, who's and in the then, Bundesliga and who is not? Yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect club for me to follow. I I enjoy that mindset. Now, Megan, before you talk, <laughs> let me slip this in. All right. There was that whole weird thing with the horses. Go. (laughs) Um, So, actually, there's a funny story in the beginning of that book about how the original, like, soccer fields that most of the teams would play on were farmers' pastures. And um, they would, there was, like, a history of, like, they would just decide to play in a farmer's pasture and then end up getting, like, run out by the farmer. And also, there would be various excrement involved in the game. <laughs> so, I think they know Basically. exactly what happened. I don't yeah. think it needs any explaining. I'm pretty sure I wasn't your first, first choice. I think I was the last remaining. Yep, that, that sums up my um, Bundesliga team choice. And approximately one person will get that joke and that is the person that will be editing this pod. Good job, me. Let's drink more whiskey. <laughs> that's, that's such an attitude to have, though. Such a such a carefree attitude. I cannot be on the whiskey, because as soon as this pod ends, I'm going to have to go to bed. <laughs> I sleep at the Old whiskey Lady helps. Clock, No, I tried to yeah. sleep at Old, Old Lady O'Clock, but the jet lag hit me like two weeks in. I don't understand. Megan, take charge because I'm drinking more whiskey. <laughs> well, the segue from that, I don't even know where to go with that one. Um, I was wondering, talking about the how incredible the fan culture is in Germany. One of my favorite things is sometimes like the TIFOs before the game that we 
don't always get to see on Fox as American viewers. Sometimes they show them, sometimes they don't. No, usually um, they show three white men sitting around a table with some beer signs in their hand. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, because I feel like American audiences or even just non-German audiences are missing that, um, I was wondering if I will start with my favorite story of a TIFO. Um, there is the Nord Derby between Bremen and Hamburg, and um, they... So Bremen has the history of being um, with a, there's a very famous fairy tale um, that's based in Bremen, the musicians of Bremen, the town musicians of Bremen. And um, so the fan, the ultra group in Bremen made a literal storybook TIFO talking about how they were going to win the Nord Derby. And so it involved, um, there's amazing YouTube videos that I will find to link into the show notes. Um, of the fans, there would little, literally be two fans on each end that were running to flip the pages oh, of wow. the storybook. Yeah. And it was like four or five different pages that they had about the Nord Derby. And then they won, so it was even better. That That's one way to get your exercise <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just run back and forth flipping pages. And you have to, like, court, like your one person's, like, at the top of the stand and one person's at the bottom, and you have to coordinate that to make it look fluid. It was it was an incredible feat of their fan groups, their fan groups like work that they put into the amazing artistry, as well as um, the effort they put into making sure that everything worked correctly and looked good on screen. And I actually think it was one that Fox showed. Um, they did actually show that one because they realized how great it was. So probably delayed, but yes, I yeah. I hope that with um, ESPN taking over the rights for the Bundesliga next year. I kind of hope that they put more into oh, the fan culture. Why they're interested um, in Bundesliga people. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not... Uh, I don't know a lot about ESPN's coverage apart from their international team coverages, and obviously the international team fans aren't going to be as dedicated as the club fans, I feel like, because the whole you know club before country thing um, you've they got some good TIFO, too. Yeah, so. they, they do, but I don't think it's going to be, it's not as involved. So I don't ever really see it with international games, and I never see it on ESPN, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So um, maybe if they're looking for Bundesliga people, then they're going to be like, hey, tell us what we should focus on. What do you love about the German League? Absolutely um, and- love the TIFOs. Do you have your uh, best one, October? Um. I I like the one. I always think about the one that Dortmund did. I'd love to go to a game at their stadium just to just experience their fans. Because while I don't like Dortmund, it is such a historical club. Their fans are so great. I like what they stand for. I do like some of their players. Um, but they had one where I guess it was before the Champions League final or was at the Champions League final that they played against Bayern. Um, with that guy with the the binoculars and they Mm -hmm. had some banner held up saying that they were coming for the Champions League Mm -hmm. which I thought was very cool but um, obviously it did not work out that way for them and a much younger Jurgen Klopp he got his in the end though yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually I don't know if it's worth putting in Um, 
I could I should just send this on WhatsApp. Why am I doing it this way? Um, I did get to go to the Dortmund Bayern game in April of 2015. Um, it was the week of my birthday, my the week of my 21st birthday. Um, and so it was my special present <laughs> to get to go. And I found tickets that were literally to the left of the yellow wall. So I got like a kind of like behind the view and also obviously getting to hear all the chants and seeing the amazing things that they were doing. It was, it was pretty incredible. Um, I would say it's probably, I'm trying to decide here. I think it's probably the best atmosphere of a game that I've been at. Um, other than I started getting pissed off when they, um, started chanting, um, when Gotza got injured and it was a whole thing. I hate yeah, people I, chant when people get, yeah. So it was about like, what was it? 37 million. That's what he transferred for. Right. I think 37.5. I have that correct. But anyway, they were like, <laughs> because I remember them chanting that oh, okay. and me having to translate it in my head. Mm. Um, also, slightly funny story from that game, because obviously there's a lot of like American exchange students in Germany and all and that. And they all um, like Yes. Um, but I was the only one in Bonn that got tickets. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, there was an Amer- he was definitely American because he was speaking English and it was an American accent. Um, he tried to come into my section, but he was wearing a Bayern scarf and Bayern jersey. Oh, no. And, yeah, and so like literally right next to the yellow wall. He wasn't in the visitor section at all. Um, and security turned him away, made him go like get something else. I, I have a I have a correction. So the TIFO that I was thinking of was not for the Champions League final against Bayern, and I feel really stupid. But it was um, it was against uh, Malaga in May, not of that year. I think of 2016. Megan, yeah. are you writing that down so you remember to put it in the post? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll gotta, text her. I'll put text down it to her that later. that beer. I do. It that is so beer difficult. from where's that beer from again? From Urban Chestnut, our wonderful, amazing sponsors, who love German football as well, coincidentally. So they would probably like to hear your favorite TIFO. Well, I don't think they will, actually. <laughs> because my favorite TIFO is the TIFO that um, Zvezda did, or for you non-Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian, Montenegrin speakers, Red Star, did when Clone came to town in 2017. They were in a Europa League game, and um, Zvezda hates Clone because one, Zvezda keeps grudges for like a hundred years, and two, Clone, I think, kicked them out of whatever the Champions League was called back in a year that any decent Red Star fan who is not drunk off whiskey can remember. And uh, the refereeing, according to them, was awful, and all the chances were biased, blah, blah, blah. So when Clone got there, they just had this, like, huge, amazing TIFO of something something to do with a goat being slaughtered, I'm pretty sure. (gasps) I was looking looking for it on the internet, but you can't find it unless you know, like, the correct words that they're putting it under. Um, but I'll, I'll make sure it's on the, um, post for the pod. I feel really bad for how loudly I just laughed at that, especially <laughs> since when I went to Germany, I thought I was going to be a Clone fan. 
because I was living 30 minutes away and I just expected it. Like, and oh, this is where I'm going to fall they're boring as fuck. Anyway, continue. They had Anthony Uja that season. He they was- are boring, though, but they are loyal boys. <laughs> there is that. They are. Um, like, for example, if you put Tinder on in Bond, you might coincidentally find ultras who lead chants um, <laughs> and talk to them for a little bit until they realize that uh, you couldn't give a shit about their team and then they insult you and unmatch you. No personal story they're involved at all, of course. Of course not. <laughs> I just would like to say, even if there wasn't a slaughtered goat, there was a fucking amazing amount of fire when clone came to town i mean no pyro no party exactly and um, i i love that red star lives by that oh that motto <laughs> even when it's not an important game they're just like let's throw some fire in the air and uh let it rain down on the fans if you get burned then you didn't have thick enough skin so <laughs> it's your fault we actually brought a friend to the game and we're like uh this means they're about to start the fire would you like to move away and she's like no i want to go i want to go talk to that guy over there and talk more about this blah 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 and then she actually got her hair caught on fire from <gasps> one of the, which, is a, which is an end no big deal it's a risk yeah, yeah you know it's but it's a good excuse to finally try out that short haircut you've been looking at on the Pinterest. So it really is, yeah. But the thing is, it's like they take away our chapstick when we come in the door, but mm-hmm. yet somehow chapstick is dangerous. But fire is not. That is exactly what I was just about to segue into seriously this time. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which She's was writing like, a segue. I am. Uh, <laughs> She's a mall cop. <laughs> With her urban chestnut beer out in front. Kid, uh, when is Sonia going to Photoshop that? Because that's it's my like profile f- picture. <laughs> full kid winkery, though. So, like, wearing full Leipzig kit as well yeah. on your Segway with your urban chestnut. With a bull-like head above my eyes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, Sonia, we have a perfect Photoshop for you. <laughs> is this off the rails again? Anyway, um... <laughs> off the rails, so, part five. Anyway. Yeah, when I was in Ingolstadt, so I was in the visitor section, and they took, like, I wasn't allowed to take my bag in, even though it was, like, really small and everything, and you couldn't get alcoholic beer in the visitor section. But they had somehow let the Ingolstadt fans into the visitor section before the gates opened so that they could smear some kind of gross sticky stuff all over because it was like the standing section so they smeared it all over like the rails please tell me it wasn't like <laughs> shit or something no it was clear if your shit oh, is okay. sticky <laughs> there's something wrong <laughs> <laughs> you need to like see a doctor and they've got almost great an outcast song right there <laughs> so yeah literally like the Leipzig fans were having to clean Ingolstadt Stadium Audi Stadium because they are sponsored by yeah not a shit but they are shit um (laughs) sponsored by Audi because of course Leipzig is the only commercial team in Germany wait how can Audi sponsor one team and Volkswagen sponsor another they're the same company well yeah but Audi also sponsors Bayern so they sponsor multiple teams but the Audi does Audi right, still sponsor Bayern? Because I thought that they were oh, going with Mercedes. No, T- they were T-Mobile last season. No, well, they've always like been T-Com. But oh, uh, you mean like a second, like yeah. a long yeah. list, like Man United has yeah. of 
the Manchester United has a noodle sponsor. No, yeah. okay. Liverpool has a coconut water sponsor. <laughs> Fucking coconut water. <laughs> we got coconut. We got like. At least we don't have toilets, though. Like, at least we don't have toilets. Um, I'm sorry. People have toilet sponsors. Yes, Manchester United. It says Kohler right on their sleeve, and then for Everton, they have Angry Birds. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm suddenly an Everton fan. <laughs> I feel like we need to do, like, best kids sponsorship deal. That's another thing. That's yes. an article I'll write or something. And, I don't know. and best mascots, because yes, that pie mascot, that pie mascot has changed my life. Who was it? Was it Wigan, I think? I think it's Wigan. His name is Krusty the Pie, and he has been introduced this year. And I'm going to look this up. But he's a gigantic pie. And I said I something. I Wigan were the lactics, though. Like, milk. Hold on. I'm trying to think of the worst Bundesliga mascot. It's not mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yours is actually very... We got a horse, thank you. Wigan Athletics' but... new mascot is called Krusty the Pie, and people love it. And I was like, Liverpool today have announced that they are sending me on a season-long loan to be a Wigan fan just for <laughs> Krusty the Pie. <laughs> well, that's okay, Liverpool's though, mascot. because they're not in uh, the Premier League, so you can be both, right? I think that we have established through the entirety of Unusual Effort that you can be whatever fucking kind of fan you want to be. That's <laughs> also true. I think Leipzig might be the worst. Can I say that? Am what I allowed to say that? What do you have as a mascot? It's a red bull. Aw, <laughs> come on. That's too and, literal. And his name is Booby. <laughs> oh, but I love that. And his jersey number is 09 because they were founded in 2009. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And he has a birthday party every year. Aw. He's <laughs> and, 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they've had, um, like, kids gay. Like, it was like a for kids kind of thing, the birthday party. And I wonder if they're going to gradually make it older. So, like, is he going to have a 16th birthday the first time out with beer? Like, are they going to progress this with the age of the club? Because I highly recommend I that strategy. Aged bull that has to be shot and used for glue or something. <laughs> well, they've already Sorry, Jesse, changed it. All animals should be sacred at all times. <laughs> they've already changed him because they. It was last season they changed his look and they added like a nose ring and some hair. It's gross. I'm sorry. If your mascot has a nose ring, <laughs> oh, wait, it's a bull. Never mind. Yeah, if my mascot had a nose ring. It would definitely he'd take be a the title kid. of the best. Yes, he'd be a seam kid. He could dye his mane like Pink. Gladbach green. No, Gladbach oh. green. Add a little eyeliner. Okay, Gladbach, listen up. This is what we're doing. Why does only will... AS Roma Twitter follow me? I need Gladbach to follow yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just need to hire us. We will completely transform their entire following and process like for example every Bundesliga mascot should now try on a nose ring I want to see um whatever Dortmund's B is called because I can't remember the name right now I want to see that it's Emma no it's Emma what it's Emma is Emma even a German name (laughs) I don't know uh Bernie I want uh Byron's Bernie to have a nose ring this is my new campaign and I will die on this hill every mascot needs a nose ring but who needs a nose ring more than Kaiser Slaughter's Red Devil? <laughs> True. 
He's terrified. He's terrified about the Red Devil. Oh. That's because we haven't seen Kaiser Slaughter yeah, in 20 years. I found my hill. This is my hill. <laughs> Why is up there? Let's hit every single league. Yeah, Liverpool's want... weird lobster that's supposed to be a bird. Nose ring. Right there. Um, that stupid, I can't even remember which team it was, that has the boiler now. That needs a nose ring. I'm sorry, the boiler? It's some English, oh my gosh, guys. Some English team premiered a new mask, I think like last year, the year before, and it's like a boiler. I'm going to find it, I promise. I'm not oh crazy. my god. This team's nickname is the Boilers. Boiler it's man. Not. It's West Bromwich Albion's Boiler Man. Oh, for I fuck's think- sake. West Brom are the baggies. They, no. No, no. Sorry, don't throw that into Villa fans' face. No. They're the fucking baggies, and they're going down. He needs some graffiti. Oh, that's also, awful. A nose he needs a lot of things. <laughs> to be installed in the house, maybe? No, he know. needs to be a bag. I feel like we may have strayed slightly yes. from Germany. And don't we have, like, a lot of things to read from people do so many which are far more serious than our actual topic of they are i would like to preface before we begin any stories with we appreciate the thought and time that so many of our followers put into answering this question with eloquent lovely responses and we just started the entire podcast talking about making emo horses <laughs> to be fair that's not how we started that's just that's, where we ended just, up uh, trying to get sponsors from an independent brewery that will never sponsor I mean, us but you know that we're just having fun throwing ideas out yes, there and if you think about it fools that's a band Come on, they've got to totally change their mascot to be like indie rocker horse. I'm out. I- <laughs> that logic is perfect, though. I left my phone in in the house, so uh, I cannot actually read off any of these actual thoughtful uh, responses unless uh, Megan sends me the document, like. Cause I don't I w- have the document. I want to read Derek's because Derek is important to me. Yeah. Was, um, um, document. Yay. Also, continue recording. <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it go? I have three tabs open. Uh, I'm not three tabs. I have three Chrome windows open. And I'm not sure it opened on any of them. It, uh, it says that I need permission to access it. And it just disappeared from my screen. Hey, hey, think of how yeah. far we got this time without a technical difficulty. True. Uh, okay, I should have fixed it for the sign-in. It was shared with unusual... It was a whole thing. I have Germany Google. comments up on my screen. <laughs> Google, also sponsor us. We're down for that. Uh, we use Google all the time. and um, We will exclusively use Hangouts from this point on. Well, once um, we figure out how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at actual, like, questions we were supposed to answer. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Uh, Off the rails, right? I like how Raina told us how to pronounce her last name, but not her first name. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going till we get to Derek and Angie, so you two take the first one. I'm going to do Michaela's. 
I still don't have access. <laughs> Which is bad because yours is the first one. Okay. Uh, Megan, read Michaela's first, and then October okay. can go. Um. So Michaela, our wonderful, amazing social media person. Um, we miss because she's, yeah. you know, doing important work with uh, Elizabeth Warren, which is uh, slightly more important than tweeting about soccer. I know. It's right up there. Like, par for the course. Uh, that's the wrong... I used that idiom incorrectly. And I'm an English teacher. Anyway. <laughs> I, I already to- sent your recommendation letter. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. So, Michaela said, I've been in love with my German team since Champions League several years ago when I was the only one able to pronounce the full name in its entirety, which is, what's the name? Oh, no, I moved away from Alexa. <laughs> Come on, you say it, October, because I was going to have Alexa say it. I don't have access to the Google Doc. It, her team is the same as my team. It's, it's Borussia Mönchengladbach. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um... No, I still don't have access, and I don't know how to get it. I requested it. It says I will receive an email when the request is approved. I can get on. Um, but I will continue <laughs> reading while I'm doing that. Um, I have no hope will ever win the league, despite how much my plea <laughs> of <laughs> But summer loving happened too fast. And you got to know that Gladbach's primary striker right now is Plea who makes for excellent puns with plea. And uh, Summer is our goalie who just got married and his Instagram is already amazing and his pictures from the wedding are delightful and everyone should follow Jan Summer on Instagram. Also, Jan, can you sponsor us and we'll do a, a video podcast in which you show us your cooking. We would love that. We'll have my June friend, join in with that because she loves him. And we have to put yeah. June's name into every episode. It's mandatory. It's in our contract. Um, my friend Anna would love that also because that is the whole reason we went to see Gladbach um, training when she came to visit me. Because of Yon And then, Summer. yes. Who wouldn't? Because, uh, uh, hello. I got one. I got Rainia's. Is it, is it Rainia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we, we've asked her to pronounce her first name. She pronounced her last name for us. I mean, probably because she gets the question a lot of how to pronounce her last name. So that's just what her mind went to. Um, she says that her love story started with Jaden. Um, I assume that means Jaden Sanjo. Uh, he's an inspiration to me because he shows us that football is more than a game and at the end of the day we are all human and tattooed on his forearm is a poem which he wrote himself to his baby brother who passed away um it's a constant yeah it's a constant source of inspiration to him um she says i relate to Jaden on so many levels Jaden taught me that you can turn your struggles into a source to achieve success and that fits so well into an article that I've yet to finish editing due to all the pain um, from Rainia, which is about how to change your scars into, like, your successes. So I, I have read part of that, that, and it's absolutely beautiful. She sent me the idea first before she sent it to you and was like, do you think, do you think she'll like it? I was like, uh, I think she'll uh, yeah, love it. I'll, I love <laughs> it. I just haven't had time to edit it. Well, haven't had a 
paint enough pain-free days to edit it, I guess I should say. Uh, does that make it my turn? I believe so. Are you looking for June, Megan? I have it. Okay. Um, then I'll start with Derek's, and I'm going to read Angie's at the very, very end. Okay, so Derek Ray, who most people know that I love and I think is the best uh, football commentator in existence, he is so thorough with his research. Um, and even though he's pretty much at the top of his game, he's still willing to like learn new things, ask people questions, study up on the game before he goes into it. So every time he calls a match, I am so thrilled. He called uh, Dortmund's the opening game on Saturday, and I was so excited. Um, so I asked him to contribute to this podcast with why he loves German football so much. And he says, we all have our own football preferences. German football, to me, combines all elements of the sport at it's most accessible. Now, I accept that it was probably always going to grab me due to an early obsession with ger the German language and culture. But I don't think there's a better place to experience football. It starts on the train or U-Bahn and continues on the walk to the stadium. Bratwurst on the grill, beer poured liberally. People having fun, but then utterly lo losing themselves in the game while watching one of the best leagues in the world in a setting that only Germany can offer. This is the league for you. Football as it's meant to be, as they say, and that's absolutely how I feel. I can never get enough of it. And if you don't have chills after reading that from Eric Gray, then the Bundesliga is not for you because I'm literally getting chills thinking about getting to go to a game. And the and the fan culture there is so great, and it's almost like if you're wearing a team's colors, then that team's fans are going to look out for you. Like I was wearing my my Werder Bremen jersey in in Vezestadion in my shorts, shivering cold, <laughs> and because you know I don't expect it to be cold. Um, and a few fans shared their stadium blanket with me, and they were like, we'll keep, "We'll keep you warm." It was really really lovely. Uh, so both of you have been to games. It's yeah. my turn. I'm, I'm so going next season. I'm going to make sure it happens. And I think that was like I was vividly. I mean, his words are beautiful anyway. But it brought me back to that moment. Like I just had flashes as you were reading that of um, even things like I don't remember if I've talked about this before. Um, Football fans can be really good people sometimes, and I think we lose sight of that with a lot of controversies that we have. Um, but I was in Dusseldorf. I wasn't there for a game. 1860 Munich was in town. It was a second division game. Um, I was out on the outskirts of Dusseldorf visiting some cat ruins of castles or whatever. Uh, a really creepy dude um, followed you me. You have to add dude. I mean, no. I mean... He started talking to me at the platform. I thought he was just asking about the time for the train. I answered him, put my headphones back in, um, and then went to the other end of the platform when the train got there. He got on, walked all the way through the train to sit next to me, um, and then stayed on the train the whole time. I was going all the way to the end, to the central station, and so I was like, well, maybe he needs, you know, I kept trying to make excuses, like maybe he just needs to go to the central station, too. I didn't really have an excuse for the Hey, seat. Megan. 
politeness. <laughs> exactly. That's something that I've learned since then. Um, and so I got off, and he was following me and, like, grabbing me oh, and trying to pull me away. Yeah, like, I literally had bruises from it. Um, I got away because I ran up to a platform or a giant group of 1860 fans almost, like, in a circle. And they saw the guy was following me, and they, like, let me into the circle and then closed around, and he left. <laughs> um, and so even though I shit on 1860 all the time, like, that's... They, they look down for yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, the sense of community that you get, like, fans can be okay. <laughs> They're shitty ones, but overall, oh, I think the sense of community... Yeah. yeah. The sense of community is something that's really special and little things like that can make you like a team also like there are all these little things that I think people do you know that's how I fell in love with Leipzig was um because I went to training I didn't care I was there for one player I really didn't care about the team I knew nothing about the city and then I interacted with the fans there and they were so welcoming to me as an obvious American, because everybody knows you're American when you're in Germany. They can just tell by looking at you, and especially when you talk. And they just welcomed me so much, and this city was amazing, and so I fell in love with the most hated team in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> um, June has many comments about of the Bundesliga. Of course she does. <laughs> Let's hear June. I'm surprised June okay. wasn't like, I want to be on this podcast. Yeah, I'm not even sure where to start, and this Twitter thread is truly oh, incredible. That Twitter Twitter thread was <laughs> Layla too. Oh, yeah, because that's the only comments I have. Are there comments that I'm missing? Oh, it's no, that was amazing. Okay, um, you gotta you've so, gotta read Layla's too. Yeah, in my so, parts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So first, June was sad that we didn't do this podcast last year before. Her stupid pet team was relegated again, but she's still ready to talk shit about Stuttgart always. Coincidentally, I um, Stuttgart and St. Louis are sister cities, and I spent almost an entire day walking around Stuttgart because they're supposed to be the crest of St. Louis somewhere in that city, mm. but I couldn't find it. <laughs> it was a very terrible experience. But then I got to go to Sammy Kadira's charity game, so. Okay. It, it, it works out. Yeah, And also, I remember um, one of my favorite sentences that I wrote in German that I don't even remember the whole sentence, but it was basically saying that um, Stuttgart had a complete breakdown in the game this weekend, and that was my favorite German sentence I've ever written. <laughs> um, okay, she would also like us to brainstorm as to what exactly is in the water in Gelsenkirchen that lets them produce a truly ludicrous number of footballers who have ruined June's life. And she's not even counting Neuer among that number. Yeah, that I was mean, one I that so. you guys will have to address because I'm not quite as confident with the whole situation there. And that's that's where Schalke is, right? Yes. Yes, yes. That's Schalke's, um, that is Schalke's hometown. And uh, they do produce an incredible number of men who are endearing and attractive but not attractive at the same time. <laughs> it's just, they're, they're, it's not that they're ugly. It's just that they're weird looking. You know, they're just, they look a yeah. little bit odd. And maybe it's the mind. 
By that, I'm the mind underneath, not the mind, the team. Um, I think... How many whiskeys have I had by now? I don't know. We don't. We we lost count, you know, in the first minute. I just hope my voice sounds sexy now. (laughs) Joyce and Bella actually did a Ruhrpot 11. Like, they were able to make an entire team out of current players of the Ruhrpot back in probably, like, 2014. Well, that's not um, so great now, people. Megan. Come on. Yeah, that's totally I changed. <laughs> but I can continue that with uh, one of the other special things I think probably about Gelson Christian is um, they have Burgerfeld School, um, which is a comprehensive school that's partnered with Schalke. Um, and there's something, they have a designation from the DFB called an elite school of football. So they do the academics. They're a... Um, comprehensive school so like all of the grades and types are in one school um and i'm trying to think of everybody uh Hovedes went there ozil went there neuer went there um Alexander- they don't have schools like that around germany not it's like a regular school but then it's also partnered with schalke it's kind of oh, a confusing okay. situation and they're like right next to the training ground. Or they yeah, it's it's like half it's like half academy, half yeah. actual education. Um, I think I think Fairman went there. Um, I believe Madip went there. Did he not? So maybe the school is drawing from a well of water, yeah. similar to <laughs> the one that caused cholera in London, but like the opposite. <laughs> And also, I kind of love this story that Alexandra Pop was the first female student to be admitted to the school. She got a special permit. Wait, she actually was? That's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I love Pop. I miss Pop. So yeah. many popover puns. And opportunities. Mm. We're getting distracted again. It's still German, though. Pop-tart. Um, yeah. It's just the German women. Which also come from the Ruhr area, so um, Jennifer well, Marosch. Sausage is my favorite. Is she from that area? I think her family lived in Bonn, which would, uh, I don't think Bonn counts. No, I don't think it's, it is, but or, I'll look it up. It's been Nordrhein Westfalen, but, um, or maybe Marajan was from Bonn, like one of the two. when I type in celiac, it automatically goes to celiac disease. That's excellent. I'm trying to think who else. I used to know the list but I can't remember now. I think part of it, on like, to be completely truthful about it and <laughs> not joke, um, and there's that laughing again that got me knocked off of my presentation. Um, <laughs> they, I think part of the number of teams that exist in that area and in the whole of Nord Rhine-Westfalen, mm-hmm. um, it's part of the culture there because that area is so industrial um, and they're and able it was to really the only way to escape more. Or less. Yeah. And also, I think you have the large number of immigrants in that area too. also helps with that um, as a way to um, integrate into the society. And also the same thing with the way to escape from. Yeah. Mine. I know it's hard to figure out derbies in the English sense of the term in that area because there are so many teams there that are pretty much enemies because they're all so freaking close together. Yeah. What else is in that thread? Because I know it went, uh, like, off the rails yeah. part 317. <laughs> um, 
you need to edit all of our problematic boys' lives because Lord knows they need the help. Hashtag Kirsten edits my life. <laughs> oh, who would be the best one's life for me to edit? Not Ozil, obviously. <laughs> That's what I was going for. No, he, except for the whole Turkish support thing. He. Oh, I know how I need to edit his life. He really needed to credit Leslie Ross <laughs> when they used that unusual efforts picture for Eid. That really annoyed me. Yeah. And while you're at it, can you ask him why he makes like three million pounds a month, but he got the worst tattoo artist in the world to put that <laughs> crap on his body? That's every footballer, though. They make so much money and then they have such shit tattoos. I don't understand. I know, but this is definitely like it's it's God tier bad. It's like that lion should be God-tier. a medieval painting with like a humanoid face on it. And it says only God can judge me. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, Ozil. How Wait, stereotypical. Wait, it say only Allah God? Allah can judge no, it me? says only God can judge me. Like, how stereotypical redneck southern white boy can you get? Does I he also very... have a confederate flag? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no Jesus for Ozil. <laughs> Jesus for Ozil. Only God can judge him. Um... Instead of Jews for Jesus. So to draw back to bad tattoos and ignore everything is somebody knocks over their microphone. microphone. I hope somebody actually listens to this pod and finds it as amusing as we are. I I don't even know what to say. Uh, Podolsky has a truly terrible one uh, that's a portrait of his son, which I guess partially is um, my hatred for portrait tattoos, but I do not Oh yeah, I really don't like them. Yeah, but yet his his World Cup tattoo is so good. Yeah. So I don't know what he did. And also, I'm kind of confused, like, not to be stupid, but why would you do a portrait of your child, like, when they're a baby? I don't, I'm just confused. Does he also have a picture of portrait? what they look like. Does he also have a portrait of his daughter, or is he just like, look so. at who's my favorite? Look yeah. at who's my favorite well, for all of life. He has um, the L&M for his wife, for him and his wife. And then on the other wrist, he had his son's name, and then I think he added his daughter somewhere, but I can't remember. I hope so. Yeah. But things have been kind of sketchy since he went to Japan, so I don't know what's going on. To be fair, Germany has, like, the least number of hideous tattoos of the popular popular leagues, I believe. It is true. And even German players who typically go abroad like I don't like Tony Cruz but the man has some pretty good tattoos you have to give credit where it's due that he paid a lot of money to a really talented person to make him not look like um what's his name I can't remember his name uh, are you thinking of Martin Skirtle because uh that would be appropriate I mean no he's a German player I was just going Liverpool there plays for Hamburg right now, but he played for Tottenham. Did you say Hamburger? No, he plays for Hamburg okay. right now. Um, Lewis something. It starts with Holtby. Lewis Holtby. Oh, one of the, the worst first player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have ever seen. And now we're all looking me. on our phones like Holtby tattoos. Yeah, like, it, it took me a second, too, because it's like his last name is so close to mine. 
And I remember wanting him to come to Liverpool because his dad's scouse. And then he failed at Tottenham, and I was like, hmm. Never Buddy? before seen pictures of TJ Olshay's Mario Kart tattoo. That's what I get have, when I enter Holtby tattoo. Have you fun. seen Have you seen Leroy Sané's tattoo? Please tell me that you haven't so that I can put it on the screen right now. Yeah, and we'll put it on our post. Everybody listening to this podcast without actually finding it on Unusual Efforts post, you need to go to Unusual Efforts, look under podcasts, find this post so you see everything we're talking about. Also, okay. hopefully, uh, Megan will post some of it online. I just want to say that Leroy Sané would have never done this when he was at Shaka. He has truly changed at Manchester City. This man has a full back tattoo of himself <laughs> celebrating a goal. Everyone's done. We're all just done. And, like, can, can you see that face? <laughs> That's worse than Stephen Ireland's wings. Oh, I almost spit out my water. Can I say um, that we are doing an excellent job of this audio podcast? We will put put, I'm taking notes, except I threw my pen when I saw that. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to post pictures from the Unusual Efforts page with no context. Yes, you definitely should. Um, uh, also, I'm Instagram not sure probably. Actually, we should be making fun of Holtby's tattoo because it's in memory of a deceased friend. I don't. I just know that he got the 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 rosary on his wrist, and it looked very. That was the first one he got, and it looked very oddly done. I believe. I see a lost script on one of when I image search. What I hate is, like, space filler clouds. Uh, like, like you know how, like, David Beckham got, like, a whole bunch of individual tattoos and was like, oh, fuck it, we'll make a sleeve and just put, like, gray weird clouds in it? And so, everybody's like, this is the height of artistry. Holtby's sleeve is the one that's in memory of his friend. On okay, his I'll, right... I'll stop being a bitch now. On his right arm, that's the one we can't make fun of. And it's in fucking German. What the hell? Did he decide he was German at that time? Oh, his mom's German. His yeah. dad's scouse. Okay. We've almost gone two hours. We gotta wrap it up somehow. Um, so... <laughs> should we do it with my stalking story? Or <laughs> just go straight to beer? <laughs> Let's go with stalking because I want to add on to that. <laughs> Oh, I'm scared about what the, wait, I, I will also say I accidentally stalked, so that is a good okay, end. Okay, yeah. So we'll go Megan stalk, October stalk, and then my <laughs> learning about talking. <laughs> and then I will remove unusual efforts from LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> no, you'll have to talk to Sonia about that. Oh, your own LinkedIn? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm pouring uh, more whiskey now, just so I don't Yeah, know. that's why I'm worried. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so, stalking, uh, because that's a totally healthy thing to do. No. Um, I think it's fairly common if you um, read a lot about or, like, you know, followed Mizzoudazil, that you know that he grew up in a certain area of Gelsenkirchen. Oh, I going to say that he goes to Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm not mentioning that at all. Um, he steals and- artwork. Anyway, continue. <laughs> he makes iPhone app. Idiot. <laughs> we'll get to that on another podcast. Spent a whole summer defending him, and this is what he gives us. <laughs> okay. So he grew up in a certain area, played soccer in a place called the Monkey Cage, the FN Cage. Right, um, right. the Monkey Cage story. <laughs> Um, and so basically it was just an area of the city with like fences and he's posted pictures like going back there and playing with his brother and some friends and stuff um, and he's talked about it in interviews so it's not really stalking because it's publicly yeah, available information you're just rationalizing <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to train those going through Gelson Kirshen and I got up and almost got off the train to just go find it randomly with no idea where it was and then decided against that because that's creepy because there would probably be kids playing soccer, and I'd just be there taking pictures going, hey, look yeah. where I am. Don't take weird. pictures of kids. That is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get off the train. That's Mommy, there's a strange cool. lady here. <laughs> She's South American. She's got tennis shoes on. Her hoodie's in English. She's yeah. wearing tube socks, and something <laughs> says the Gap. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I have never, ever set foot in the Gap, let alone worn anything from the Gap. Wow. I mean, I can't even wear anything from the Gap. It, like, stops at size 12. So. Again, um, another podcast. <laughs> we're, we've got a lot of spinoffs for 12 episodes. <laughs> So that's my stalking story that somehow translated into my new skills being used in various ways. Not Wait, new does skills. Does that lead to October? Or does it lead I don't to know. me? <laughs> I don't know. skills it's translated it's, to me. You said it goes Megan, October, and yeah, then... Yeah, but her skills came to me. That is true, and I, I just happened upon it, so I didn't go looking for it. It just <laughs> happened right. to me. Okay, well, I'll go then, since I'm going to end with my new German knowledge. So, Megan has taught me how to (laughs) stalk on Instagram in exchange for giving her excellent reviews in terms of jobs. Which, to be fair, I would have given her anyway, but I I enjoy blackmail. And today I decided to stalk Stefan Jovetic's sister, who in case People haven't noticed because he's been on the bench all the time at Monaco. If you even know he's at Monaco. Yaya has gotten amazingly attractive and you must seek him out. Anyway, (laughs) I found his sister's account. His sister lives in Belgrade where I technically do not live because my residential address is in the U.S. But I spend quite a bit of my time. My Instagram says I'm from Belgrade and I follow a lot of local designers. So Megan told me that the key to figuring out where the players I like are is not to follow just them, but to follow their either significant others, which I refuse to do with like Adam Yaich. No, no, I don't want to see. Um... Reese Mertens, it's okay, not a sexual thing, just love him. Anyway, she encouraged me to look into that, so I found... I was I was shipping um, 
Jovetic and Adam today. And because Adam Jovetic is the third result that comes out when you uh, type in Stefan Jovetic into Twitter, it's completely innocent. Anyway, I found his, I went to his Instagram, found his sister. His sister's a designer in Belgrade. And I think because I follow lock, local stores in Belgrade, I follow designers, and I'm from, from Belgrade. She accepted me into her locked account. And now, because of it, I can stalk Stefan whenever he's, uh, I can stalk him whenever he is either in Montenegro or Serbia. Yay! Thank you, Megan. I would like to say that encourage is a stronger word than I would need. No, no, no. Encourage is not the strong. You said you would do this for me. You said you would find these people, particularly Adams, because he's the one who would be most likely to be in Belgrade. And in return for a good review on job applications. And dear God, I really hope you're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I think most schools want to hire a teacher who is adept at stalking. Okay, teachers, seriously, she's excellent at teaching. She's taught me to stalk. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Perhaps we should move on to October right now because I feel I'm digging a hole. Okay, so there are actually, I was thinking of two situations, but then there was a third situation. Um, Wait, you have three stalking situations? Yeah. All I with Voter Bremen. All with Bremen. All so, I did was not get off a train and follow people on Instagram. I'm, I'm in Bremen with, with friends, um, and we go and we get a dinner kebab and we get beer and we sit on the street. And this this is the first one. It's pretty short. We sit on the street. We're eating and everything. And then suddenly one of them goes, oh, my God, look, hits me on the shoulder. And I look up and across the street, the barber has completely shut down and, like, locked the doors because Marko Arnatovich is getting his hair cut with, like, all of his special designs and everything. Seriously, you're throwing Arnatovich at me. I can't. No, no, no. It gets better. Okay. And then. When I go to get on the train later on, I go into, like, the little store to grab some things. And who is there but Claudio Pizarro. (gasps) And he remembers me from the meet and greet thing. Because we talked about Copa America for, like, ten minutes, even though security was like, you gotta get out. And he was like, no, she doesn't. Um... And he remembered me. He gave me a hug. He said, thank you for coming all the way from America, um, which I thought was really awesome. And then and then there was once where I, I, I was suggested to be Tim Visa's friend on Facebook. Really? And I, yeah, and I don't know where that even came from. And my friend was like, no, you should do it and see if he accepts you. So I did it. And he accepted me, and Tim Visa is now a bodybuilder and wannabe WWE superstar, and he he's a lot more tan and orange than he was when he played in orange for Vertebrae. Um But I no pictures, longer have Facebook. Those pictures will also be on the post. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will find these like Tim Visa in 2011. Tim Visa at his WWE debut. Oh, I know where they are. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. It's like I still make fun of it to this day. I'm like, I mean, you weren't of a goalkeeper, but no. my God, you're a shit wrestler. <laughs> That's our new poll on Twitter. What which is Tim Visa worse at? Goalkeeping or wrestling? Oh. But wait, I want to promote my poll, but it'll be dead by the time we actually get to the whole actually posting the pod. Gotta extend those poll time. Keep your polls open, just like with elections. Wait, I'm sorry, I can keep my polls open for, like, forever? Yeah, you can change days, hours, minutes, that it's open. (laughs) People, all I want is a relationship name for... Stefan Jovetic and Adam Yaj. It's not too much to ask in the attic that you come up with a good ship name for Adam and Stefan. Please. Also, I'm trying to type on Twitter right now. I'm not sure that. No, no. Lock out your Twitter, just like we have to lock out Sonia sometimes. I mean, okay, it's I think mine. I just thought I'm of not, one. I swear Michaela locked me out of Twitter, and I can't get on. I'm just tweeting from my own account. Is is Steph Adam not good enough? Oh my god, that's not even on my poll. Did you vote in my poll? I haven't seen your poll. It's, it's, you're, you're tweeting this whole thing. I've lost... In all caps. <laughs> okay, let me just say this. I've lost seven followers this morning because I went from shipping those two to shipping Montella and Rivery to talking about beer to talking about being a scene kid back to talking about the Zvezda Young Boys game and all of the Napoli fans who followed me because I'm on the Napoli podcast were like what the fuck we don't we want nothing to do with this person, and they. You should you, you we, we every single one of us should be like if you're gonna follow me, just get ready for chaos, like because yes, that's what. That it, should be but I just want to say that you are using yeah shocking wonderful grammar for how drunk you are. Thank you. There's everything is spelled correctly. There are no really? commas. That, that's a perfect. That's why every- Pearson edits my life. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Okay, so to bring all of this back to no, our podcast. I think to bring all of this back, I just took a shot. Which, <laughs> I thought you broke the glass for a second. I thought you were going to throw it on the ground like Thor and scream no, another. No, I don't care about this glass. <laughs> See, I had a wonderful segue, and now it's just broken down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so- <laughs> Maybe I was this, going to say- this episode should be called Breakdown. It's valid for all oh, of our lives. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I also talked about um, the fact that Malin introduced this to me. Seth Cohen from The O.C. is dating Blair from Gossip Girl. Blair from Gossip Girl looks a hell of a lot like Summer from The O.C. And in this picture, Seth Cohen looks a lot like Dan from Gossip Girl. Fairly sure that that lost me like six followers. Yeah, just like sipping our sponsors, Monistat and Urban Chestnut, which brings us to our beer pairs. 
How, first of all, how dare you bring up mid-2000s teen mamas? Malin hit first. Hi, Malin. Everyone follow Malin. She's amazing. It's one Malin H, I believe. But I need to correct it. You said he's dating Blair Waldorf, and I will have you know that they They're are married. married. They're married? And they, they no, have baby. he needed to marry Summer. What the no, fuck? You they have babies. This used to be a soccer podcast. They have babies? <laughs> they, have, they have one baby. A singular babies. Megan, I'm sorry it's not a soccer <laughs> podcast. I would like to reiterate that Malin introduced this into my life. Blame Malin somebody. Find her Twitter name. Also June's because she changed it and I'm still angry about it. June's is a symbolic. But she had mensicality before, which was beautiful. Y'all want a blast from the past? Renee Adler, Renee Adler not only still exists, but he is married now, and he and his wife are the biggest Star Trek nerds I've ever seen in my life. They cosplay Star Trek. Seriously? Seriously, it's very cute. I think she's an actress, his wife, but they're very adorable together, and I was like, I didn't think that Renee Adler would be this fucking nerdy for how beautiful he is, but I mean, you have to have something to kind of fill the void with how you actually suck at being a professional footballer. Yes, okay, that's an excellent point. Megan, (laughs) were you trying to move us to beers like an hour ago? So, um, as Urban Chess said of our sponsor, um, <laughs> tonight I was drinking their Big Shark Lemon Robbler. Oh, you Ever. should definitely tweet that them. That, <laughs> that, that to them. Yeah. However, I would like to say that I think their best beer yet is their new beer, which is called Zoo Beer, and it's a Kolsch-style no! beer. <laughs> it is the best tasting Kolsch that I have had in the United States. <laughs> I would like to say that despite Urban Chumpa being our sponsor, even though they don't know it. They um, will. They will know it soon. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get a reaction. It just might be a block. Um <laughs> My beer, because we put the parameters that it needs to be a German beer. Yes. That's what you said. That was your decision. <laughs> My beer is a Leipziger Goza from a very specific place, which is the Bayerischer Bahnhof. Um, it is a old preserved train station that used to run one of the most heavily trafficked train lines in Germany um, from Leipzig down to Bayern. And now it's a restaurant with very good beer. (laughs) I already forgot which beer you said. (laughs) You can hear it when we listen back. I was trying to tweet to October at the same time. Which beer did you say? Leipzig or Goza. Because I told you you couldn't use a Kolsch. Robin? Robin, where the fuck did Robin come from? October. <laughs> you guys um, saw that, didn't you? I I don't. Are you I using Kolsch? No, I I don't drink beer. Um, I don't really know the differences in them. And before but you did, 
You drank beer when you were in Germany. I did. I drank a lot of Beck's, actually. So we're going to go with Beck's. Um, It's not not my favorite. And, you know, I can't even have beer now. So if I had it now, I'd be like, how did I ever stomach this? Um, But... It's, it's Bremen, you know, they, they, they're part of the club, they employ a lot of Bremen people, so, I guess that goes hand in hand. Yeah. I, I told <laughs> you about- also make Volkswagens? No, that's Wolfsburg, the boring city in the whole wide world. Oh my god, yeah, we passed through it, and we're like, there's the stadium, there's a Volkswagen dealership, like- 50 meters away or something? Actually, I was... My train was stuck in Wolfsburg for three hours once. And I was just like, I want to die. And my friend was like, we could get off and walk around. I mean, our train ticket is good mm-hmm. until later. And I was like, I don't want to. I would rather sit right here and read my... I so. agree. But I, I told you about the Lugia I liked that. I don't know what kind of beer that was. It, it was It's a Hanover Regional drink, the Lugia so it's a Hanover Regional beer as well. But I couldn't tell you what it was. I was very drunk that night. <laughs> well, I am currently very drunk because it's a pain reliever for me. Um, but two things. One... I love a Berliner Weiss. And they I agree with that. I don't they don't often serve them correctly in the US because they often mix the syrups with the beer, which is incorrect. They should give you a choice of syrups or at least one syrup to pour into the beer. And the people on this podcast can see my little hand motions. Um, I actually like Pauliner when it's the strong Pauliner. I've been to Munich for Oktoberfest, but we didn't get into the Pauliner tent. We got into the August Center tent, I believe. And I'm not entirely sure which beer that uh, that my team that I will not pronounce because I will be made fun. That region actually produces. I have Kolsch, and if it's a Kolsch, my favorite Kolsch is um, uh, Grolsch because I have their glass essence. Um but in terms of my favorite bar in Germany, okay, well this isn't actually my favorite bar. But I've heard in Berlin hops and barley turns into a Gladbach bar when the Gladbach are playing. So if you're a Holes fan and you're in Berlin Go to Barley, which has decent beer, not the best beer, but it's, I think, the first craft brewery in Berlin. Go there on a game day, and it should be exciting, and you'll see an unusual effort there, which, you know, it just magically appeared. It was already there when I got there. Those things originate all over the world. Which is 
which is why all of our followers should find pictures of them, you know, because the stickers just appear. We definitely didn't put them there. And so they should take pictures and tag it, and so we can share it on our page. Um, so speaking of adding one more unusual efforts thing that we are doing soon, um, which this will hopefully be out in time, but it might not, so then you'll have already seen it. Um, but we all love our pets, and we all love pets in general. And so we want to have an Espertista Friday um, where we share pictures of our pets and their footballing interests or not footballing interests. No, they should all be interested in football. I mean, Sammy's pretty good at destroying a ball, so. How many of us have the pets that are named after footballers? Ooh, that's a good question. We will find that out. Am I supposed yep. to, like, conclude this now? I, I mean, you're the one who wants the last word, so I was going to give it to you. <laughs> All right. If she can form it. Yeah. Angie, or Angela Ramelt, who is extremely picky about who she interacts with, so I feel special that she sent me gifts. At, not gifts. But gifts in the mail has taught me how to say my favorite German word. And from now on, because Jesse and Sonia aren't here, so Megan and I outvote them. We are going to end this podcast with the way that Kicker, I believe it is, ends all German games. And that's with the German word for whistle, with it, which is Schulospiep. Sorry. Okay. I promised I wasn't going to laugh. Megan, pronounce it. I did earlier. It's Schlusspiff. Schlusspiff, that's not what Angie no, wrote. And you, you have clearly to make... wrote Schlusspiff. You have to make sure you make the right PF sound. It's like apple. My tongue is fucking numb. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it difficult to pronounce things correctly. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Schlusspiff. <laughs>